to Expounded Universe, Season 17, Episode 8, A Crack Beloid Never Forgets, To Kill. The book? Star Wars Coruscant Knights 2, Street of Shadows. Hey, did you notice it's Street of Shadows and not Streets? This is the first time seeing that. By Michael Reeves. The year? I don't know, some year. By Michael Reeves. <laughs> With your host, Jeff and John. And Michael Reeves. And Michael Reeves is here. Let's go! Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, where we discuss old Star Wars novels that probably don't count anymore. Oh, they don't count. I think this one might. I think this might still technically be canon. No. No, you're right, because it's from Clone Wars era, not from anything anything attached. Like, anything that's about Poe Dameron, for example, oh, yeah. is currently canon. Like, that one where he attends the fart wedding, that's that's yeah. full, that's fully canon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're good. Because they decided to wipe the slate clean before they ever allowed anyone to write anything about new stuff. <laughs> yes, because, you know, they wanted to preserve the new uh, seriousness of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, everyone, it, it, the uh, the kind of the gravitas that it now obviously owned and earned because of characters like Babu Frick. <laughs> you know, still haven't seen the movie. <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, Babu Frick is far and away the best part of that movie. <laughs> He's just a little tiny guy, John. Oh, is it his birthday? It's his. It's his birthday. <laughs> uh, leaning a little too heavy. This is going to be like the new potion seller for us. <laughs> well, that's good. We haven't done potion seller in forever, which means that probably it will go away after a while. Yeah. So. Eventually, we will stop saying that I'm just a little guy. Yeah, it's going to be fine. <sighs> Maybe also we'll stop talking about mead in every episode so that we don't. That doesn't dominate all the conversations. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I get that for the last book, because it's not like the actual book had anything to hang your hat on, you know? And by that, we mean the last RPG book we reviewed, not the book for this show. No, I'm pretty sure the last book gave everybody nothing as well. I think no one cared at all about about your supernatural bro-pain book. Oh, they cared about my bro-pain <laughs> and bro-pain accessories. <laughs> she don't mind bro-pain. And there it is. There's the two jokes. There's the joke. It's either propane or cocaine. Those are your two things you got. <laughs> and we got them. We got them. We got them We both. got propane and cocaine here. And propane and cocaine accessories. <laughs> what are cocaine accessories? Uh, mm, I don't know. Mirrors. Razor blades. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled up Benjamins. <laughs> half disassembled Woods typewriters. Huh. That kind of shit, right? Yeah. Okay. A half written script that is unintelligible. <laughs> Yeah. Most of it's just a plan for a competitor to Tony Roma's A Place for Ribs. <laughs> I call it Rony Tomas. Uh, Star Wars. Indeed. I mean, before we even get to that, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing painfully. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I... Is it your foot again? No, it's my back. Oh. My back is fucked up in one very specific place, and it's a place that you can't really like. Normally, at least, if it's like shoulders or the lower back there's stuff i can do but it's like just right oh below the neck right below oh, the neck high thoracic it's Ooh. like oh i can't do anything to this it's just painful that sounds bad dude yeah i would have offered you the bed to lie down and do a supine podcast ah yes in fact we could have both done it that would have been a uh, that'd be a new podcasting format we, sh we should have done a vulpine podcast <laughs> all fox stuff a porcine podcast all pig stuff a Betrachian podcast. <laughs> we should have done a, uh, I mean, I could do equine, but that's easy. <laughs> that's why I like Betrachian so much. <laughs> yeah. You hear froggy. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's froggy, but so many people hear it and think, uh, Bactrian, is it camelish? <laughs> Bacta? Is it Star Wars? <laughs> Never Star Wars. I refuse to talk about Star Wars. Why would we ever do that here? I'm sorry to hear about your back. I hope you have a plan in place. Yeah, uh, my plan earlier in the day was to take a whole lot of uh, ibuprofen. Okay, that's good. That's something. And then, like, call a doctor or a chiropractor. No, nope. not, not a chiropractor. Never nope. a chiropractor. Mostly just take a lot of drugs and then go, ah. <laughs> Fair enough. Because, <laughs> hey, it's America. I'm not seeing a doctor. <laughs> Whatever. You got that poor person health insurance where it's like everything's free. 
That's not true at I got, all. Uh, my insurance, uh, I've got the same insurance as you, crappy Medicare or Medi-Cal or whatever the fuck it is, because podcasting, as it turns out, does not come with insurance. <laughs> it turns out neither one of us is a boss that provides insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're both on the Medi-Cal system, and I, I it recently retroactively paid all the hospital bills for that time I, uh, I went to the hospital recently. Nice. That was like $86,000, and I, I didn't have insurance when I went in. Great. I was just like, hey, insurance I have now. Please go fix this. And they were like, you got it, boss. We're California. <laughs> hey, don't you worry. <laughs> Nowadays, I go to the doctor as much as I fucking can because this can't last forever. Eventually, the government's going to be like, you guys make too much podcast money. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, uh, sorry to hear that. I got my uh, I got my COVID booster the day before yesterday. I got mine tomorrow. Nice. Yes. I, uh... I was a wreck. It got me. It got me good. Ooh. I basically spent the whole day falling asleep where I was, just like walking around, just, just falling asleep, leaning against the back of the couch. At one point, I think I fell down onto my bed. <laughs> just it was it was a day, man. I mean, I didn't have any reaction to the initial shots, mm-hmm. so uh, I figure, you know, booster probably shouldn't do anything to me, but we'll see. Yeah, you never know. I had, it was rough because. You know, uh, Florence is off at work, and and normally my emergency, oh crap, I can't take care of my child at all, is my parents, and they were at Disneyland. Boo. So it's just like, Sage, I know you're three, but you're the man of the house now. <laughs> you need to be in charge. I need you to make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> she, she, was, she was like, okay, I hear you loud and clear, daddy. 18 hours of Bluey. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be way different than her normal day of 16 hours of Bluey. <laughs> Please turn off the ones I don't like. And they're like, no. <laughs> this is scary. No, it isn't. You're going to have to be strong for me. You're going to have to watch the one where they wait outside the Chinese restaurant. You need to be strong for daddy. No tears now. Uh, so anyway, uh, Star-, <laughs> Great. Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm doing better now. Awesome. Plus, I'm I'm double vaccinated. I feel good. Yay! Mm-hmm. Double plus vaccination. I don't have to be. I think I still have to be scared of the Omicron variant. Nah. Yeah. No one needs to be scared of the Omicron variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I, though the Omicron variant sounds like a Michael Crichton book. <laughs> I, I think I see all these conspiracy theories. I saw a person post a conspiracy theory a couple days ago that was like Omicron. Are they just are they using any word they can to scare us now? And I was like, you realize it's just a, a numbered list, but in Greek, right? Yeah, they're just going down the Greek <laughs> alphabet, and that was the next one. I mean, it's not the next one. They stick. They skipped she for reasons of, I assume, not trying to piss off China. Uh, <laughs> if they had a variant called the she variant, then yeah, China probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, and depending on how you pronounce it, that could be the death variant. Yes. And or the all- lady variant. Yeah. Uh, and I think they, well, I guess it would be key if you were actually pronouncing it in the proper Greek pronunciation, right? No, it'd be Chai. Oh, okay. And then they also, that, I think that means they also skipped new. But then again, maybe. No, they, I think they did. We just didn't hear anything about it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wonder if they actually skip these or if they're just variants that don't matter. Like they find a variant that's like, this is a new COVID variant. What's different about it? It's purple. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, well, you know what? We probably don't right, need- Well, we went through moon, new, sigh. <laughs> it's fine. I'm pledging Phi Kata Omicron. <laughs> Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> oh, man. This could very easily be an April Fool's episode. We're just every five minutes we go, Star Wars. <laughs> so anyway, it opens with a long scene of our principal cast. So, you know, uh, Jax, Loranth, uh, Dendur, I-5, and Reinen, uh hanging out in their their seedy office building. Yeah, their little squalor land. Uh, yeah. And we get just the, oh, what is everyone doing in their off time? Yeah. So Dender's watching himself a little. Uh, he's got the hollow helmet from the holiday special on. He's watching he Diane. He doesn't have a whole chair for it. He's just yeah. got like an Oculus. Yeah, but he is still probably watching a Diane Carroll performance. That's why he's laughing occasionally. Yeah, he's just like, laughing. <laughs> Holy shit. This shit. Really? <laughs> I'm coming through just for you. Who jerks to this? Are you receiving me? <laughs> What kind of pervy old Wookiee would you have to be to jack off to this? <laughs> it's going to take all my strength to find a way. <laughs> By God, I will. <laughs> oh, and uh, I guess the chapter actually opens with uh, 
it, it really opens with the Zeltron character with uh, Dina Deja driving over. There's a part where she leaves her, she reminisces about how her apartment is really nice, and then she starts driving by driving her car really low altitude because the paparazzi don't go below 40th level. <laughs> yeah, they don't go below 40th. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the real opening. It's not that important. Uh, but yeah, Lorantha is cleaning her gun, and there's a little bit about how, like, why would she be cleaning her gun? The Grey Paladins don't carry their guns for show. Yeah, this isn't about making it look pretty. And I'm like, no, it isn't. You don't clean a gun because you want it to look nice. You do it so it works. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't think anyone in the room would assume she's cleaning it out of vanity. Yeah. Oh, I need to make my, my blasters so shiny. Like, yeah. No, I need to make sure that they fire. I mean, maybe that's why she's attaching so many keychains to the butt of the thing. Like, oh, yeah, well, she's got to be in some kind of Final Fantasy or <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, I guess. Yeah, exactly. She's got that little Mickey thing hanging off it like a keyblade. Yeah. <laughs> got a little dangled Mickey face. I love that they got the license for that in the opening video when they introduced that Sora was going to be in Kingdom Hearts. So, like, in the cinematic, when he comes through a portal, the Mickey keychain is hanging off it. But his in-game model can't have it for oh. licensing reasons. <laughs> and uh, that is, of course, for Smash. Yes, that's Smash. What did I say it was? Kingdom Hearts. Ah, yes, thank you. You're welcome. He's actually a fucking great uh, Smash character. I, I I tried it once he when, when he came out, and I was it, he is gr he is fantastic. Great, a lot of fun to play. Uh, anyway, so that's what she's up to. She's cleaning her gun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ryan Ryan uh, taking a nap. He's just fake sleeping. I think he hates everyone here, so he just pretends to sleep so he doesn't have to talk to anyone. Yeah. And uh, I five is also. It, He's just sitting still, but he's droid. So, you know, that just means he's doing droid work in his brain without moving. Oh, yeah. And Jax is just like, oh, he's partitioned his brain out. and He's thinking about five different things right now. And Jax has some thoughts at this point about droids that are just like, woof, buddy. Oh, Jax. Good God, man. I mean, I get that a large part of this is the Jedi upbringing because his whole thing is he's like, man, before I met I-5, I didn't really ever care about a droid. They were just pieces of shit and who gave a crap and it's really hard for me to understand that a droid might be sentient and i'm like really because literally every single one that i have ever seen in any book or movie has always been like hi i have a personality and wants and desires yeah and even the ones that you thought weren't supposed to always do like there's whole short stories about how the mouse droids on the death star had thoughts and things going on yeah i mean we canonically see a mouse droid get scared of a Wookiee. Like, <laughs> no one programmed a mouse droid to be like, oh, yeah, and when you're cleaning, if you see a big thing, go, ah, and run away. <laughs> That's part of your programming. Yeah, and we established that that droid that blows up at, for Uncle Owen on Tatooine was, like, doing that out of selflessness to make sure that he picked the right droid. Ah. Like, apparently R5-D4, which was the one that exploded himself, was, like, Force-sensitive and, and realized at that moment that R2 needed to go on the journey, so he exploded himself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, droids could never think or talk. I'm still getting used to it. Though he, he has a thought to himself, does, does Jax. He's like, I wonder what I-5's thinking about. But if I ask him, he'll brag about how he's thinking about lots of stuff, stupid metal man. <laughs> I wonder what I-5's thinking about. But if I ask him... He'll tell me. I don't, I don't want, want that. I don't want him talking to me, getting all uppity up in my business. It's so weird that it keeps going into detail for him being like, oh, yeah, droids are just basically toasters. And, you know, even Obi-Wan would get too uh, attached to his astromech droid. What a weirdo. That thing doesn't have a brain. And you're like. My dude, you have a very fundamental misunderstanding of what droids are. Yeah, it's funny because I keep trying to think about species of droids in Star Wars, and there's several, but there aren't any that he would have met at this point. And like I say, it's it's definitely a product of his upbringing. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, he even says in the chapter, you know, in the Jedi Temple, it was just droids were there to clean stuff, and if they broke down, fuck it, you just get a new one. No one ever went up to him and was like, Hey, did you know that droid cares about things? Mm -hmm. I guess I can explain why Yoda was just wailing the, the shit out of R2-D2 with a stick that one time. Oh, yeah. He was just like, I want that meat. Ah! You know, you dumb machine, let go of that thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, your computer isn't working. You're like, come on, you dumb asshole. <laughs> Turn you off and on again, I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, crap. I've hit print 12 times now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So... 
so anyway, that's what Jax is sitting there having this whole reverie about how he can't believe that droids can think. And also that leads into him having yet more reverie about how I five was like his dad's companion droid, uh, his dad, who we apparently never met. This is news to me. Uh, the previous chapters have set up that Lorne Pavon, his father took a job at the Jedi temple just so we could keep an eye on his son. But apparently he was doing it from a distance. I have to assume that they were like, oh, you can't come out and be like, hey, man, I'm your dad, because the whole point is to not have an attachment to things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, yeah, you can work here. But if you go up to your son and are like, hey, you want to go play catch? We'll kill you <laughs> and your droid, because they don't have any idea about anything. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> I mean, the I, I, the other thing, I guess, is that I, maybe a lot of these Jedi have negative opinions about droids because they were part of the war against the droids. I guess. You, you know, they had to deal with all those fucking Roger Roger battle droids, and they're just like, they must all be like that. Comedy relief fall apart machines. Oh, yeah. No, I assume every droid is like those little roly-poly pop-up shoot em guys. Yeah. They're just whack-a-moles. It's fine. You don't, have to worry. you don't have to think bad about them. No, they just come with three preset things they can say mm -hmm. and the ability to shoot a blaster. That's a droid. Yeah, so I guess I guess that could explain why these guys are all products of a racist era. Yeah. No, it's like I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta understand the context within which Jax was brought up. It was a different time. <laughs> sure sure that's what i want to go with look he had a little droid boy book and he <laughs> loved it he didn't realize there was anything bad about it <laughs> uh just let him just let it go he's gonna die soon anyway he's <laughs> he's jacks pavan he's almost 26 look all all of the his friends and everyone else are already dead he's barely clinging on just let him have this look how much is he really gonna ruin thanksgiving <laughs> Uh, just, just try not to bring up droids and it'll be okay. So one, so one thing I think is happening is that Lauren Pavan and I-5 were the star of a different book series. I mean, I assume so because we've already figured out basically what the first book of this is by context clues. Yes. And none of it had to do with Lorne. No, I think he's got his own whole series that they did. Because there's a part where he's just like, little is known about my father and the way that things happened with him, but apparently he had, he hung out he with- He had a, at least three books worth of adventure. Yeah, he hung out with another secret Jedi named like Dartha Asant, or something like that. Uh, Dar yes. Darsha, not Dartha. Darsha, Darsha, Darsha. Darsha. Yeah. Dartha feels like it would have an additional context in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like you're just now finding out that's what you call a lady Darth. I don't want that to be true. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dar Dartha. Uh, Vadel. Period. <laughs> Darth Vadrina. Nope, not allowed. Go walk into the ocean. <laughs> I'm Dartha Misandry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ocean's that way. <laughs> Get in line. We got a lot. So anyway, that's what they're all up to. Yeah. So they're all just hanging and banging. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, they get into a little bit of an argument about like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Jax, we are broke. <laughs> we have zero dollars. Yes. Yeah. And it leads to every everyone in the room has got jokes is the thing. It, the 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 feeling you get from this chapter is that Laurent has a crush on Jax. Yep. And everyone else in the room hates everyone else in the room. Yeah. And I know that this is part of the whole like, oh, we, we need a noir banter thing where everyone's like, oh, well, you're a, a dumb soccer boy. You're a no good, Nick. Ah, look at you kicking your balls around the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why, I have a suspicion you may a bit of a be a bit of a giggle puss, that kind of shit, you know. But it's just like, you know... <laughs> Anyone De says anything and everyone else in the room is like, shut up, noob. Yeah, exactly. But that point where, where Jax was like, I don't want to ask I-5 what he's thinking about because he'll tell me. Now I understand why. Because when anyone says anything, the rest of the room dogpiles. <laughs> yeah. If you say anything at all, everyone's like, oh, I've got a quip. This is a bad situation. Some of these people need to move the fuck out. <laughs> the, the, the room has soured. Uh, but yeah, they're like, Dender essentially opens up the bank account and is like, yeah, we have enough money for like a couple days of food and that's it. Like we aren't going to be able to pay rent, not just on this place, but like anywhere. Yeah. One thing I like about this author is his willingness to just make up new star Wars words constantly because Dender checks this by pulling out a finger sized unitary. 
mm. which I think is a cell phone. A Unitarian? <laughs> he pulls out a finger-sized Unitarian. Hello! Hi, how you doing? Hi, I got your bank account here. <laughs> you want to come to a bake sale? <laughs> yeah! I'm finger-sized. I'm finger-sized. There are 46 lesbian weddings in our church this month. <laughs> Uh, God bless you, finger-sized Unitarian. <laughs> okay, bye! Whee! <laughs> Put me back in your pocket. It's so nice and warm. I love it. Ooh. <laughs> I've got a little lit pillow and everything. Uh, but yeah, a finger-sized Unitary, which I guess is like a little cell phone computer thing that you can use to check bank balances. I guess. Um, But he's just like... Like, uh, oh, well, if you, Jax, just so you know, we're almost out of money. Here, let me show you. And he pulls out a unitary. And I-5 is the first in with the quip when he's like, I doubt there's even a unitary small enough to display the tininess of the reserve. of Oh, your- I doubt any human would be able to see the smallness of the size of our bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Superior robot intellect. And then Reinen's got something to say. Oh, and- everyone jumps in, because at this point, the second Dender takes off his fucking jack-off hood, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, we getting into stuff? I'll oh, wake sh- up. Oh, shit. Someone did anything. Time to pile on. <laughs> oh, I gotta stop cleaning my guns. It's go time. These guys have been friends too long. That's the thing. That's the rule. You can smell it in the air. <laughs> you guys have spent too much time together. They need new friends. <laughs> you gotta go find people where it's not okay to be an asshole all the time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, they have enough money for about two days and Jax is like, yeah, but that's not a big deal because we have a client, remember? And she's rich and everything. Well, she paid us lately is kind of the response. Well, the whole thing, they're like, yeah, but she's only paying us to get off planet and that's not a whole lot. Meanwhile, you are using a ton of our resources and time to solve a murder for her for free. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And their their response, their plan isn't like, okay, obviously you're smitten with the Zeltron lady. We get it. Zeltron's here's the thing about this book: everyone is openly racist about everything. And I'll Look, just we get it. Everybody wants to fuck a Zeltron because yeah. you know they're kind of loose. Yeah. We understand. That's the whole thing. Everyone fucks Zeltrons all the time. If you see one, you want to fuck it. I get it, buddy. It's fine. It, everyone in this book is just so matter. Of, they're all biotruthy. Oh, yeah. It, it's a little much after a while. And I get why they're writing like that, because it's Star because Wars. Because that's what Star Wars writes that's, like. That's Star Wars for you, but it just gets weird after a while. <laughs> it's real hard when you take the sort of subtext of that and make it the text where, like, yeah, when you look up something on Wikipedia and it's like, oh, yeah, every single one of the people in this species are exactly like the one you've met. And you're like, that's kind of fucked up. But when you get into a book and they're like, hi, I'm a human and I know the bio truth behind this alien. You're like, ooh, ooh, that feels bad. Yeah, it doesn't read well. Maybe if we had a book about a lot of Zeltrons. Maybe if there was more than one and we <laughs> had different ones. <laughs> But yeah, they're, they they seem to have the general opinion that he's too close in with this Zeltron. So they're first You're thought, in too deep. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you ask her for money <laughs> instead of letting one of us do it, you know, because we're not in like we're not in thrall of her dumb pheromones and even setting aside her pheromones, her rockin' bod. <laughs> also, you know, he's the one that she's had any sort of interaction with and kind of enjoys no i'm sure that she's he is the right one to ask her to pay them yeah so it's fine but they basically are all like yeah you need to ask her to pay us you have like but i'm a jedi Mm -hmm. why i must always help a maiden in need yeah yeah that's awful don't don't no it never do the ocean (laughs) i could never charge why that would be unethical (laughs) i will of course bang her (laughs) and a pumpkin but I'm not in love with her. No one say I am. Don't print that in the newspapers. <laughs> no way, no how. Won't say I'm in love. <laughs> it's too cliche. I won't say it. <laughs> in a movie full of amazing songs, that's the best one. Uh, nope. Mm, interesting. Go the distance. We have a di- we have a disagreement between uh-huh. go the distance and oh, won't say I'm in love. Don't you worry. We always have a disagreement. <laughs> It's fine. It's okay for us to have fights. It's okay, because we've been friends too long. Too long, John. (laughs) The room is soured. Uh, That's another one we could just put over to the internet. Is it Go the Distance, or is it Won't Say I'm in Love? I mean, they're both great. It's not like... fantastic songs. This is the same thing like the Chipmunks movie thing, where I'm like, they're both great. We just have a preference. That's true. Yeah, that's completely fair. I wonder if that's true with almost every other Disney movie besides... 
Hmm. Now I'm curious. What's hmm. well, give me one here? What's the best song in um, Little Mermaid? Oh man, that's rough. Mm. I mean, it's I'm not making it easy for you. Is it Les Poissons? <laughs> I know that's not really a song. I know that that's definitely not it. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I gotta go. think part of your world edges it out okay part of your world huh all right yeah it edges out kiss the girl okay kiss the girl oh really so under the sea wasn't even in the running for you no interesting no that is not in the top Hmm. see i'm gonna have to go with the villain song from that one i yeah yeah. that's why it's not in the top because i'm like also ursula's song those are the top three yes and and ursula's song is is my favorite in that because it's just so bodacious oh yeah yeah she's flinging her hips body language yeah exactly that yeah that's great. that sells me immediately so but then again friendly disagreement i'm uh, part of your world is a, is a banger i'm not i wouldn't say it isn't yeah i won't say i'm in love <laughs> i won't do it <laughs> all right so here we go uh <laughs> star wars <laughs> star wars <laughs> so He's been ta- he has officially been tasked with oh and Ryan po- helpfully wakes up long enough to point out that she's late. He's oh, like yeah. your lady friend is late and then he goes back to bed. She's not my special lady, okay? <laughs> Don't call her that. Uh, he says trying to tuck his boner into his belt band. <laughs> but amazingly, right after being like, "Oh, she's late." Ding dong, "Oh, she's here." <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, "Okay, well, here's the plan. All of us need to to scatter so we can ask her for money and we'll all leave different directions." And I I think I I'm not sure, but I think their implication everyone but Loranth because she's mad because she has a crush on Jax. Uh, everyone else is like, "We got to leave him alone so we can work as human fuck magic." And I'm like, "No, you can ask her for money in front of all these chumps. They're your employees." Also, I feel like it would be more like useful to do it cuz if it's just you know, one guy going like, hey, can I get some money? That feels a little like, oh, you're trying to take advantage. But when you show up and you're like, hi, I have an entire business and like five people to take care of. Can you please give me some amount of money? And please try saying no to that puppy dog to Sullivan face. She's like, I can't. Those big wet eyes. Oh, look at them jowls. I just want to rub them with money. Please do, says Dender. <laughs> oh, thank you. Ah, Not yes. since Drongor has someone who rubbed my, my jowls with money in the way I like. Ah, ah just the way I like. <laughs> Get him in the folds. <laughs> Leave the change in there. I like to let it fall out later. Ah. Uh, okay, so they all scatter. Loranth is the one who, as they're scattering, she's like, hey, Jax, go ahead and take your time in there. But don't take too much time, okay? And Jax, of course, is like, what are you talking about? I'm just going to take much time because I'm going to get money. Well, in Jax's defense, she's the one who has stayed more true to her weird gray paladin Jedi code than he has. So for her to be like, hey, buddy, pick up on the signal that I'm in love with you is like, no, you're not allowed to be. Neither of you are allowed to be. Well, we (laughs) don't know. Gray paladins might be allowed to. They're not Jedi. (laughs) Even if they're not Jedi, he is. So she should she should be like, hey, remember your oath, dickhead, and instead of like, but I'm the one with a crush on you. <laughs> no, I'm gonna remember my dick, oathhead. <laughs> so anyway, she makes this little quick declaration. She's like, yeah, try not to like you know linger on <laughs> try it. Try not to suck any dick on try, your way yeah, through the parking lot. Just don't hit on her so much. And he's like, I don't understand. I'm not gonna hit on her. I'm just gonna ask her for money and also for some booby time. <laughs> some booby time. We got booby sign. <sighs> and then uh, she gets real mad at this and whirls around and stomps out of the room. And he's like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> but she shows up and I love Deja shows up. Yeah. Deja, when she gets in there and of course everyone else is gone and Jax is like, oh, yeah, they had stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, let's talk about like the preparations you need to do and stuff to get off world because that's. You know, what our main job here is, what you're actually paying us for. Yeah, ostens- the ostensible important meat of the conversation is uh, is prep work to get her off the planet. Yeah, like, here's here's what you need to do with, like, all of your money and your friends and things like that and how you need to prep yourself. And it, then at the end, he's like, oh, and uh, I'm sorry, but I've got a proposition. And she's like, yeah, I figured you do. Huh? I don't I don't walk around looking like this for nothing. <laughs> No, it's it's ridiculous, because first of all, he spent the entire last chapter that we read with him hanging out with her, 
interviewing like her friends and stuff, right? Yeah. And he didn't he managed to not like get drool on his shirt the whole time. He managed to do his job. But here she walks in and she's like, Hey, what do I need to do to leave the planet and all that? And he's like, Great, let's talk and sit and talk well, about what it. What you should do <laughs> is probably tits out. <laughs> I uh you the first thing you need to do is have his fake ID and also some kisses. I mean some credits. I oh geez. Oh no. <laughs> my girlfriend would kill me. He just goes I wish you were my girlfriend. Oh he, he just goes like full junior high. And we get all this stuff about him. He's like, well, I'm using the force to repel her pheromones or whatever, which she is laying on thick for some reason. But also, oh, man, she's in like a little one piece bodysuit. And let me tell you, it clings. Yeah. So she sits on the couch and immediately starts going through a variety of like Vargas style pinup poses. For well, some- <laughs> she's she's like oh yeah i i am bisexual i cannot understand how to sit correctly i do not let know what pull, chairs is pull my feet up onto this chair <laughs> let me just tangle up my arms oh i think i got this oh here we go this ought to be comfortable <laughs> oh does this couch recline i need it too for this move <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to hold a Spider-Man mug and look wistfully into the distance for this one. Oh, goodness. Oh, that Mary Jane shot. <laughs> Hang on. You want to see this, the uh, Jessica Drew pose? The, the Milo Monaro one? Woof. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> so, yes, she's just hanging out. And as soon as he's like, hey, I... I, I got to ask for something. And she's like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Look, it, she I'm a Zeltron. Like, I'm a Zeltron, it. which is like, fuck, come up with the bio truths. Look, Everyone want to fuck me. And I, 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 you know what? I always say yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The fact that she's just like, yeah, no, I get it. I understand what your, your proposal is. You want some of the good, good. And I understand that. <laughs> and then she like opens her mind so he can read it because she like knows he's a jedi yes because she's you know they're empathically sensitive so she's like yeah i know how to psychically you know move things along so to speak yeah so she basically sends him the psychic version of nudes (laughs) yeah exactly she she sends him the (laughs) go-ahead and he's like whoa whoa she like mentally puts her hand on his arm for 10 minutes and (laughs) I love that he's like, oh, not that. I meant cash money. And I'm like, how <laughs> how angry are you if you were a Zeltron and you were like, oh, yeah, this dude's coming on to me. I'm fucking into it. I've obviously been shunting the stink out as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. And I gave him the go ahead. And because I'm empathically sensitive, I know that this dude wants it, too. And he's like, no, I needed to ask you for about 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, you go. Well, we're closed for business downtown, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm still kind of curious. I don't know enough about Zeltrons to know if it's all, fer- if their pheromones are voluntary or not. Like, I'm, I'm used to Shizor-style pheromones, where they're they're involuntary, he can't control them, but he can amp them on purpose. He has to do his stink homework, he goes home at night and and concentrates real hard on his stinkiness, and looks at himself in the mirror and psychs himself up and tells his dick it's a stinky star. It's a it's a thick stinky star. But but uh, I don't know if Zeltrons are doing it on purpose or not. I mean, from what we've kind of gotten from the book, it's like there's a low. It's sort of the same of there's a low level automatic yeah. around them, but they can be like, yeah, let me amp this up, and I feel like. We're supposed to be looking at Deja and going like, yeah, she's into Jax. She's obviously also amping up. As soon as he says like, hey, I've got a proposal, like she blushes and goes, yeah, okay. And mm-hmm. then the stink gets stronger. I th- I guess my problem with all of this is that there hasn't really been a point where he's done anything that makes sense for this. You know what I mean? Like, like she's been like, oh, I want to hire you to investigate the murder of my husband. And he's like, all right, I'll take that case. And she's like, ooh, a man who takes a case. Well, no, she wanted him to get both of them off planet then he volunteered to take oh, okay the case. i guess that was his demonstrating He's, quality he is someone that has resourcefulness mm-hmm. and cares was willing to do this for free initially hasn't done anything yet i mean has talked to people has definitely has pissed off her duke friend yeah i was gonna say has definitely talked to her friends and been an asshole to them <laughs> That is move number one if you want to get in someone's pants. Oh, well, you got to isolate them from the friends first. <laughs> I think I, 
I have this old story about that. It's it's from a long, long, long time ago. But me, I I went with a friend, like a real friend, someone I'm never an gonna, actual friend, someone I'm never not like n- me, not like you. You're a coworker, uh, but a, a friend, someone, she, someone who I will never ever have sex with. Right? She's just a good friend. Yeah. So I went with her to a sex club. Uh huh. Like up in up in San Francisco, it was like just we're, we're doing a little tourism. We want to see what this place is yeah. like. So we go and we spend most of our night upstairs, like the third floor, because the third floor had a prison room and a boxing ring room that were empty. No one wanted to deal with any of them, and it was nuts. Wow! You ever want to run around in a fake prison shower with glory holes everywhere and like an upstairs catwalk where guards, where people pretending to be sex guards can walk around? Ah, oh, the sex guards! It, it was awesome. But as we came downstairs, and the reason we had stayed up there is because uh, it, we didn't realize it was like guest or amateur night or something in there, which meant that there were a few people doing interesting sex things and 400 guys in hoodies watching with their hands in their pockets. Nice. Which meant the, ro- which meant the room was awful. Yeah. It wasn't a fun time. So when we were leaving, some dude came up to hit on her. Now, you, may, you know this bit about me, John, but not a lot of people do. I'm fairly hard of hearing. Uh-huh. And so when I'm in clubs... I don't hear anything anyone says, and uh-huh. I have to I have to do an ear trumpet thing to hear anything anyone says. So some dude comes up to hit on her. I stand back because I'm like I don't want to mess my friend's good time. I'm up here visiting her. Maybe this dude's hot. Let's let's find out what her what her what her uh, plan is. And his plan is to make fun of me because he perceives me as like the person who's already with her and obviously a threat. So he keeps leaning in on me for doing this ear trumpet thing with my hand. He's like, "Why are you doing that, bro? What is that? That looks stupid." And I was like. Uh, I'm just going to keep going further away from you because I'm really trying hard to help you right now. Sir, I really want you to win in this moment. (laughs) I want to give you a win, but you're making it very difficult. And uh, he insulted me enough times to, to, my friend was like, ugh, this sucks. We are leaving. Do not give me back my phone number. (laughs) And he was mad. You could tell he was like, see that to me. And I was like, dude, I tried. I tried to be a door, not a window or a window and not a door here. I wanted to help you. I was trying to be an enabler, not a blocker. <laughs> but rule number one is don't insult their friends. <laughs> anyway, to get back to it, she's like, you know, when he's like, oh, no, I didn't mean I didn't mean any of that. Oh, goodness. She's like, fine. Here's my purse. What do you want? <laughs> like, oh, oh, you. All right, fine. Here's an open line of credit. Mm-hmm. Also, do you have the phone number for that Reinen guy? Because I got to get something from somewhere. Now, I'm into dudes who look like little elves, so... (laughs) Oops. We called him that, but he's not. (laughs) So maybe your Sulliston friend with, like, uh, I don't know, a fake nose in? We could probably... We could work something out, yeah? Huh? Huh? You want to help me out here? Since obviously you're saying no to all this? Huh? Because, you know, I could get into his folds, he gets into mine, you know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh, you understand me. We could both have change falling out at inopportune moments later. That's part of it. That's Dinner at a like. fancy restaurant and 15 credits fall out of your jowls and everyone knows why. <laughs> they look at you and they know. <laughs> they can smell it on you. <laughs> they can smell your shame. <laughs> Making up Sulliston kinks here uh. at Expounded Universe. <laughs> Uh, but yes, she eventually leaves. The rest of them come back in and they're like, oh, sweet, you got us cash. Like, not just some dollars but like an open line of credit at the major bank of coruscant mm-hmm. neat i guess i'll actually be able to do stuff and of course everyone's like well i'm gonna go eat says Ryan, and oh i five i might even get an upgrade to my whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and, logic board and you know Loranth is like, I will be silent because I am grumpy about your weird penis needs. The fact that you succeeded means that she's into you. That makes me grumpy. <laughs> I was hoping she'd say no, or maybe just give you, like, very little money instead of all the money possible. <laughs> Gave you the money, yes. <laughs> Wrote you a check for dollar sign. I, ta- I taught you the sim co- the Sims code for all the money you want in SimCity 2000. <laughs> you wrote down dollar sign simoleons. Mm-hmm. Porn Tips Gazardo. <laughs> That's me, old Porn Tips Gazardo. That's an actual one. That was a SimCity 2000 PC code. It was Porn Tips Gazardo. It gave you 500,000 monies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, for some reason, a large portion of my head is reserved for remembering old cheat codes. That's great. Yeah. Like none of mine are. <laughs> I can't remember a goddamn thing about cheat codes because why would I? Yeah, I get it. Uh, anyway. 
Because I don't cheat. Because, you see, I'm a real gamer. Yeah, but after you beat the whole game, you know, and then you're playing Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas again, you're like, you know what? I, it took forever to get the tank the first time. I want a tank now. <laughs> I want tanks now. <laughs> it's my tank, and I need it now. <laughs> Call JG Tankworth. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that chapter. Everyone's happy because they got some cash monies. Yay. A line of credit. It's a weird kind of line of credit. She gave him, like... Two fake IDs, both of whom have unlimited money. Yeah, it's weird. She's like, yeah, you just go to a place and you show this and you're like, hi, I'm dollar sign money guy. Mm -hmm. I would like cash, please. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks here. Hook it up. Hi, I'm I'm Monopoly guy. <laughs> Mr. Gold, they call me. <laughs> Mr. Monopoly guy, they call me. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have several million credits for me. <laughs> and your first name? I don't know. <laughs> one of those, you probably. Know, one of them. Anyone, pick, take your pick of good jokes that other people did. <laughs> Better jokes than ours. <laughs> my name is Mr. Snrub. <laughs> anyway... Uh, anyway, the next one is we get to go to Typho. We check back in with good old Typho, who is talking to some Nikto to try and find a Kragmaloid. Yeah, the Nikto basically talks like Zippy the Pinhead, which is irritating. He's using a, he's using an eye dialect that's heavy on cutting all the vowels out of all the sentences. Oh, uh, you know, he's just for me. He's I like figure a he's like, can you pee? <laughs> How do I know you're the police? <laughs> Okay. Oh, all right. So he's like an Irish or Boston cop's wife. Yeah. <laughs> like the way I read it was very much along that. You're a good cop, McGonagall. <laughs> but you're not a very good husband. You're a good cop, but not a very good cop. <laughs> all right. So fine. He's a Boston cop wife. Boston cop wife needs to tell Typho where he can find a Craig Malloyd named Boolin? Boudin. Boudin. Boudin's foot. Yeah. <laughs> a Cragmaloid named Boudin and, and Boston Cop Wife coming this summer from Dick Wolf Productions. <laughs> ah, yes. It's part of the Thin Blue Line series. Yes. Uh, is like, yeah, I, I know where that is, but I, if I tell you, you never heard it from me. And heard what? Heard, uh -huh. Don't put that in the book anymore. That's that the uh, the uh, whoever whoever saw what or nothing routine is very well done. We've we've had it show up a few times. If you've got a movie and you do it once, sure. But if you're like, yo, this is the sixth time we've done this exact same bit. I'm like, no, you did the bit. You did it once. I mean, I don't need it. He's going to do it again in this chapter. It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so the Nikto gives him, and this guy describes Nikto's as way more lizardy than I'm used to, but yeah, he, he gives him the information, and, and uh, so Typho strolls through the, the Undercity until he gets to a place made out of, like, plasteel blocks that looks like a bunch of cheap apartments. It turns out it is a bunch of cheap apartments that have been hollowed out on the inside because a Kragmaloid is an elephant man, <laughs> like a yep. literal, like a 10-foot, 11-foot tall elephant dude. He's a 10-foot, 11-foot, 12-foot bunch. Oh, <laughs> now when i say elephant man i want you to know i mean like uh, you know a pachydermian and not like a giant john merrick yes i'll make that that's, that's important <laughs> we already have wasley yeah he is very much just what are you i am an elephant and i have human hands so it's real creepy <laughs> And he keeps doing finger stuff with him. <laughs> Every time he's like, I'm an elephant. Oh, doodly, doodly, doodly. Like, ew, gross. Oh, stop it. Ew. It's like that gif of that deer taking its gloves off. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't want. Ooh, no. Or that moment when you realize that the Swedish chef from the Muppets always has regular human hands. Yeah. Not Muppet hands. Not Muppet. Those are regular human hands. He cut off a human's hands. <laughs> he cooked his own. That's the story. First you cook the fingies. Oh no! Ooh. What do we do? And then someone had a black market line on some human hands. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, so yeah, he manages to find fucking Boudins, mm -hmm. and this dude is, like we said, a uh, a big elephant man. But their whole thing, of course, is Typho being Typho is like, yes, not only did I know. All of the cultural things that this rat dude needed. The Janet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also know all the cultural things that this uh, fucking graboid needs. This giant elephant dude. <laughs> I know his whole routine as well. And uh, 
it turns out that elephants love to talk about their family. It's like grab, uh, grab Malloids. Craig Malloyd. Craig Malloyds. Craig Malloyd. Agro Craig Malloyds love to talk about their families at length. So he manages to defuse the tense situation of why are you here, human, with like, is that your third niece or sister or something who let me in? And by the way, quick note, one of my favorite things is the fact that almost all these Star Wars authors are American, but Star Wars forces them to use the deci- or the uh, metric system for all the measurements. And they have no idea what that means. Yes, and so we get an introduction to the, the uh, guard Kragmoid that lets him in, is over th- well over three meters tall, and probably weighs upwards of 200 kilograms. It probably weighs over 200 kilograms. I mean, I would hope so. Otherwise, that elephant man is real skinny <laughs> inflated with helium is the only way that an elephant's bones an elephant's individual femur weighs more than 200 kilograms look up a conversion guide go to google <laughs> get the riffs conversion guide one for pete's sake this is like that time we encountered that 90 foot hodin that was on the millennium falcon oh yeah i mean i went and looked up <laughs> robert just Wadlow. To see. i was like all right World's tallest man. Didn't even hit nine foot, so wasn't even three meters, Mm -hmm. and weighed 440 pounds, which is uh, about 200 kilograms. (laughs) So I just love it when they do that. Like, he meets a 10-foot tall elephant monster, and he's like, this guy probably weighs about 400 pounds. You're like, no. Oh, I know in your head you think 400 pounds sounds a lot. It isn't when you're talking about a dude that's 10 foot tall and is an elephant man. (laughs) But Boudin, you know, once he gets started talking about his family, immediately diffuses because that's their thing. That's and Typho, being a bodyguard on Naboo, knows every culture ever. Yeah, I find this irritating that all these creatures are so easy to trick with their one species joke. Like the Janet was like, if you tell this guy, if you insult him to his face, he'll just give you whatever. And this guy's like, well, just ask him how his mom's doing. He's like, I'll spill all the beans. I'm a hyper secret information broker, but you thought about asking me about my aunt. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with us. If you go up to a white person and you're like, hey, did you want some cheese? <laughs> Obviously, they're going to be like, you're okay. Yeah, if you go up to any other white dude and you are yourself one and you call that white guy brother, <laughs> you're, you're going to get anything you want. <laughs> but yeah, apparently these elephants, even though they're like hyper-competent professional information gatherers, have one weakness and luckily he knows it. Yeah. And this guy... <laughs> Just, I love the amount of slicers that exist in this book. Everyone's a goddamn slicer, because this guy's also a slicer. There's a point where Jax points out that as a Jedi, he's only a moderately good slicer. I'm just a journeyman slicer. Why do you know how to slice at all? Where in the Jedi Academy were they like, and now, hacking class? Like, no! No, you have your astromech. Your astromech is your slicer. (laughs) It's so weird. And everyone on this fucking planet in this book is like, well, yeah, I could do a little hacking. Like, find me any person just wandering down the street of any city that's like, yes, I am aware of how to hack. Yeah, well, it's the cast of hackers. If you're talking to the serial killer or Count Zero or or Crash Burn uh, or Acid Burn, I think it was Acid Acid Burn. Burn. Yeah, then 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 yeah, that they're all of them are hackers and everyone they know is hackers. And also, they're in the movie Hackers, featuring the excellent soundtrack from the movie Hackers. 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 And then Side Hackers is not about that. Side Hackers is about, like, motorcycle chariot racing. Good. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Like, his whole team is hackers. Maybe not Loranth, but Dender and Reinen and I-5 are all competent slicers. And then he's like, and I'm pretty good. <laughs> Why? Why would you need to be? Why need? Why ascribe that characteristic to this character when he has assembled a team for the express purpose of covering his weak spots? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the entire team because everyone's like, oh, well, what's your job here? I'm the information gatherer, but this guy also gathers information and so does this person. Mm-hmm. You're like, why is everyone able to do everything? This seems bad. They've been a- friends for too long. <laughs> They've all learned each other's skills. Uh, well, you see... Because they went on to Skillshare. Let me tell you about... (laughs) Uh, With Skillshare, you can learn the necessary skills to use the tools from Manscaped to shave your balls without hurting yourself. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. It's a double. Then use Stamps.com to mail your ball hair to your grandmother. (laughs) Make sure she's got some glasses from Warby Parker so she can see it. Uh, also, go to adamandeve.com and buy sex toys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
unrelated, just please buy sex toys. Please buy some sex toys. We should start just doing a commercial each each episode for something that that isn't paying us and see if they do. Uh, Bad dragon dildos, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> uh, br- <laughs> the weekend for bad dragon dildos. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I like the tentacle ones. Thanks, the weekend. Start. Wars. Star Tours. Star Tours? What are you doing here? <laughs> Star Wars is a book that mm-hmm. we've got here. And so our Craig Malloyd is like, hey, man, you're all right. You let me blather on for like an hour about my family. So you know what? Uh, tell me what you want. What you really, really want. And I'll uh, I'll give you what you need. Because, <laughs> you know. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes. <laughs> no, he, he he basically is like, all right, I'll help you. What do you want? And he's like, I want the location of a Sith at a time. Yeah, I want to know if there was ever a Sith on this on a planet at a time and who mm-hmm. they were. And he's like, great, that sounds awesome. I've already got that Yeah, for except you. that he makes it sound hard. He's like, you might as well have asked me for the Emperor's favorite drink or the location of the mistress of the Vice Admiral. And Oh, by the way, I have both of those I was going to say, how is the Emperor's favorite drink not a famous thing? You'd think people would just copy him at parties because he's the fucking Emperor. Yeah. And it would it would disseminate down fairly quickly. It's Bud Light and Clamato. Yeah, it's, it's Takiza. <laughs> 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 it's a Snickers that you stir in a bottle of vodka. It's a tequila with a tequila shot in it. <laughs> it's the Four Horsemen. It's it's just hard seltzer. He's kind of a poser bitch. It's just White Claw. He's really into the White Claw these days. He loves that mango White Claw. You Can't the, get enough of it. You mean White Claw, the criminal uh, syndicate? Yes. Yes, also that. <laughs> That's who makes it. <laughs> Black Sun Hard Seltzer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Emperor, we could go on all day about what Palpatine drinks. Screwball whiskey. He's that guy who shows up to every party with a full bottle of Fireball and tries to talk people into shots. Uh, Come on, guys, let's do this. Shots, 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 shots. Uh, I would do a shot, but why did you bring Fireball? That's <laughs> great. Come on, it's fun. It's like Christmas. <laughs> You and I should do this. <laughs> I've also got Screwball. That's the peanut butter version. Uh, out into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are you to judge, John? I've watched you drink six bottles of Pinnacle Peak. <laughs> you've managed to drink... In a row. You've drank like three versions of whipped cream flavored vodka. I wouldn't have even thought you'd need more than one. Your favorite, your favorite cocktail is... Green monster and cotton candy vodka. You're a you're a horrible abomination. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> you know, there's a place for you at my side. I also consider my favorite bar to be the Olive Garden. <laughs> ah, yes, the Tuscan sunset. You and I, we share much. Always two there are, and Vader won't drink for shit. <laughs> Vader just gets a cranberry juice. What a piece of shit. <laughs> He's got urinary tract problems. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I wonder who put sand up his. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, he 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 does have the question ready because like literally while while uh, Typho is trying to butter him up to go through the question. He's like, yeah, yeah, I already answered it. And my whole network of elephant guys already work together to do this. My whole family is an information gathering elephant hive. Yeah, we have like a weird beehive of elephants that Mm -hmm. just sit here slicing into information networks. And the second you were like, yes, I will pay the 5,000 credits you want. He's like, great, here it is. Yeah, here it is. My uh, third son, Akmalug, is going to bring it to you or whatever. I already looked it up. Even if you weren't going to pay, I figured it was probably information someone might want. (laughs) Akmalug D's nuts, am I right? Oh, that's a little much. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> act malug these nuts around. There you go. Okay, we're workshopping. All I right. feel like we're vibing, you and I, elephant thing. Act malug these nuts on your chin? Is that better? No, no, I think a round is already... I think, stop digging, you hit gold. Uh, okay, so... So yeah, now he has the information, and uh, he begs his his uh, leave because obviously Boudan wants to keep talking families. Oh yeah, he's like, hey, while you're here, you know, 
Why don't you tell me about your family? I hear there's a Captain Panica and nothing else. <laughs> uh, anything? And he's like, no, nah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. I, I really... I was only pretending to give a shit about your elephant family. Look, this is like when you go to your weed dealer and you pretend to give a shit about his weird weed, weed ideas. <laughs> and then he's like, let me crash on your couch for an hour and a half. And you're like, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, the second he's like, anyway, now that I've given you weed, why don't we talk some more? And you just gotta go, yeah, I got I got stuff. Ah, come on, man. I hear you about a lot. I bet you got a lot of Steven Seagal movies. Let's watch one of those. <laughs> I, don't, I, gotta... I don't want to watch a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> But I bet you got a lot of them. They're on Netflix. Have you ever heard that if it's a Steven Seagal movie, it's got two words in the title, and if it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's got three. That's important. And I'm a weed dealer. This is me playing a weed dealer, John. I'm not just explaining things to you as Jeff right now. Okay, just wanted to make sure you knew. Okay, well, I gotta go, so... <laughs> thanks for listening. Ah, the ocean's calling my name. Hey, thanks, thanks for the weed, but I gotta be... Oh, hitting the old dusty trail. <laughs> Anyway, once he's outside, he's like, hmm, it says here that Darth Sidious went to Mustafar right around that time. Ah, uh, yes, the information. <laughs> Darth Sidious was there at the same time as Anakin and Padme. Hmm. I know what this means. <laughs> so he has this whole thought process. He's like, well, obviously, Encyclopedia Brown has cracked the case. Turn to the back of the book to see how. But he's like, okay, so someone went there at the same time, and they had to fight anakin and fight padme and anakin's a badass which means whoever did it definitely got really fucked up when they did it it must be vader and it's not that anakin is vader it's that vader killed both of them but and got it's also fucked up it's also not that sidious killed them because the information i got was that sidious was on the planet yes clearly yeah it was vader it was vader the person who i don't have information of being on the planet <laughs> it was the only other sith whose name anyone knows God, the fact that he jumps from, hey, here's the information Sidious was there to, it was Vader! I'm like, why did you even go see this elephant man? Like, there's only two Sith that anyone could possibly know about. Just kill both of them. You know? Both uh, yeah, just very easily kill the Emperor and Darth Vader. Look, dude, this guy has all the powers of a bodyguard. <laughs> he will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> I... You got a 50-50 shot when you kill a Sith that you were right, so just get started. You know, whatever. But yeah. yeah, the fact that he makes the leap from Sidious to Vader is weird. He also, while he's doing this, he's at, he has a little running commentary where he's talking directly to Padme in his head, and it's gross. Oh, Padme, you sexy, sexy little girl that I was in charge of. You died while pregnant, apparently, but you should have been mine. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, I'll I'll avenge your death by killing Darth Vader. That ought to do it. And if I need to die in the process, then so be it. When I get to heaven, we're going to have weird sex. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely strange. I hope heaven has a loud enough Evanescence song for the feelings in my heart. I'm going to go up there. They're going to start playing My Immortal. And ooh, I'm going to do some weird stuff. It's going to get nuts. <laughs> Uh, Does somebody call Hackmalog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I want to say there's one more thing. Oh, right. He goes, oh, wait a minute. If Vader did it, and if Aura Singh, the world's greatest bounty hunter, who I beat in a fight, I have to remind myself, was after someone for Darth Vader, who was she after? Right, Jax Pavan. And I saw his name in that Jennet's book of Maybe Alive and on Coruscant Jedi. Therefore, our streams must cross. Ah, so the bait that I can use to make sure Vader isn't somewhere where he's surrounded by security is to use Jax Pavan and then lure him out. That'll do it. Like, why do you... What? Haven't we already established that Vader doesn't want to kill Jax Pavan himself and he's hiring dorky intermediaries to do it? Yeah, I think You're, you I, contacted sure you... Vader and was like, I have Jax Pavan. He'd be like, great, I'm sending Aura Singh out yeah. there. I, I, oh, did you want to fight Aura Singh again? Because that's the logical endpoint of your current plan. And I mean, I'll have you do it. It's funny to watch her get clowned on again, so... <laughs> She'll come right up from losing and be like, I am the greatest warrior in history. <laughs> and you will too, for some reason. I'm unfathomably old at nearly 23. 
Ah, uh, other people my age, they're rotting away in graves, but I, at a 25, am still svelte. I like the idea that she's right. It's just that her species only lives like a year. Like, she's got that Ocampa problem, you know? <laughs> like a fucking cybered up fruit fly, she's out here kicking ass. Ocampa problem is the sequel to Michael Crichton's o- Omicron variant. <laughs> callbacks woo we did it oh excellent anyway yeah he's like that's the plan i don't know how i'll kill vader exactly but jacks pavan is my ticket to him that's the key find jacks pavan and i'll find vader and i'm like come on guy i know that lightsabers are imposing and all but hk 47 solved the problem of how to kill jedi 2500 years ago mines you minefield the area and then you shoot at them from a distance oh yeah i mean the fact that he's like well It was my job to keep people from killing someone, so I know all the tricks on how to kill someone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great, then you should know you should probably just use a bomb or something. (laughs) Don't try to engage him in personal combat. That dude will fucking murder you. Yeah, just drop a building on him, whatever you gotta do. Maybe trap him under that building that floats five meters off the ground here on Coruscant, and then just turn the repulsor switch to no. (laughs) Thump. Uh, All right. So anyway, that's everything that happened in these two chapters. Yes, indeed. We did it. That's right. We're finally getting to the point where Typho might have something to do with this book, and we are about two-thirds of the way done. (laughs) Yes. Yep. And we haven't yet seen Aura Singh do anything cool. (laughs) Hell, she hasn't even made it to discordant, dystopic green or whatever the bar she was trying to get to was. Yeah. The fact that She's like, I don't even know any information about Jax Pavan other than his name. Fucking Typho has more than she does. God damn it, Aura Singh, do something. I don't think you'll be in the next book. You're running out of time to prove yourself. You can't just keep telling me that you're great. <laughs> show, don't tell, book. Yeah, so, anyway, and literally a book should tell and not show because it's a book, but it should evoke showing. It should show me with its words. Yes. All right. And it should put them on the glass. <laughs> that book's got some bomb ass words. <laughs> All right. As I've always, got a proposition for this book. <laughs> back half of the book, all smut. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you real soon with yet more exciting Star Wars. In fact, real soon, if you go to our Patreon and support us at the two dollar level. Uh, in which case, you unlock our bonus content, where we'll go to Wikipedia and find fun stories about Star Wars. Uh, from the years on by to tell each other and to you with humorous results. That's right. There's so much weird shit out there, and we're still digging through it. Like Hercules cleaning out the stables, we are digging through this shit. One of these days, we'll just redirect a river like a smart Hercules. Like a smart Achilles. <laughs> oh, brain Achilles. Well, one of these days, we'll go the distance. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you have it because I got a won't say in love reference earlier, so I'm fine. <laughs> as long as there's parody with the <laughs> mm, delicious parodies. Uh, okay, one more, one more, one more. Uh, Jungle Book, best song. Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Jungle Boogie. Get over to get down. <laughs> Jungle Boogie. I will not Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Brah, Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, Maybe Jungle Book's too far back. I mean, and ultimately, it's, I mean, it's going to be Bare there's Necessities. There's two songs. Yeah, there's Bare Necessities and uh, uh, the Like Ka- You. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, I want to be like you. There's the Ka song. That uh, Ka song sucks ass. There's the, there's the Vulture song. Sucks ass. The, the Elephant March song. There's, there's a lot of songs. But yeah, you're right. It's Be Like You or, or Bare Necessities. Yeah, that's and which, it. And which one is it? And it's Like You. Of course, it's Like You. That one's hard to make an, agra- an argument for another song. Yeah. Be Like You is one of the greatest jams of ever. Of ever. It's fucking great. Yeah. There's a reason that it's the only song they included in that remake. <laughs> no, they had both. Oh, that's right, they did, didn't they? Yeah. And but the remake had that great added version where where uh, you get uh, Christopher Walken rhyming something with Gigantopithecus. Yeah. So uh, anyway, okay, moving forward, support us for two dollars at Patreon. I love when we stay on topic with the Patreon pitch. We're so good at trying to get people to help us. We're the best podcasters. <laughs> We have a proposition for you, listeners. Oh, no, not like that. Remember when Manscaped opened, offered us money and we just made fun of them in the next episode? That's us. We hate getting paid. 
I don't think we'd make anything. All those fucking ad things work off commission. For it to work, one of our listeners, at least one, would have to be like, oh, God, I have been looking for a ball-saving solution, shaving solution, and... <laughs> and a ball-saving solution. <laughs> I have to a shave A solution these- that I can dip my balls in. <laughs> never- I can't save my balls unless I shave them at 55 miles an hour. <laughs> or they'll explode. But and it's all... <laughs> But I mean, the idea that we'd be like advertising for ball shaving at this point, and we need one listener who's like, hmm, I have been mean to look into that, but I haven't heard a single other media property do that ubiquitous ad yet. I've decided now is the time. (laughs) I mean, they do occasionally be like, we'll sponsor your episode and be like, here's some money for it. But every time we've been offered, because we've heard from a mattress company too, and they were like, yeah, you get a 10% of any, anytime anyone buys a mattress, our mattresses cost $900. And I was like, well, that is, you know, 90 bucks is nothing. It isn't anything to sneeze at, but who's buying a fucking $900 mattress? Not this guy. Yeah. Because I don't have enough money because I'm not shilling $900 mattresses. <laughs> All you got to do is sell 10, John. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you only got to sell nine of them because you're going to get the commission off your own mattress purchase, which is another 90 bucks back in your pocket. Woo! For you, the mattress is 810 For you, a sale. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, support us on Patreon, I freaking guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you got the time. <laughs> Don't put yourself out or nothing. Yeah. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Elon Sleesbagiano. And I won't say I'm in love with Destics. Destics.